What's up, Cracking Aces listeners? You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Listen up, we've got some tea, and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team, and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it, because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend, and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days, and then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. Hey, guy. You look good. Gotta get a haircut. You look good. I think I'm gonna start putting these on uh, YouTube. What do you think? Uh, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think we're like three years behind the time. So, <laughs> what better time than now? What's a, a YouTube? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I think uh, I do. Uh, I, it's gonna take a little getting used to for me because I very often forget that we're even recording all of this. I know. Well, I mean, Mincy just lays like this the whole time. <laughs> like when Brent, when Brent was that last week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I looked at myself and I was like, I definitely did not realize what was happening. Brad Owen, here we come. Ari has two bracelets. Ari is fucking beast. He has one in twenty five hundred no limit, and then one in the ten k Omaha high low. Ari is like a normal human version of Alan Kessler. That's mean. To who? <laughs> to Ari. <laughs> Why? Is he, he, I mean, we'll talk about this with him, but he's just like the goat at, at just like getting good value from all his tournaments, tournaments all, his, yeah. all, all his travel. He plays everything. You just don't want to be compared to Alan Kessler. I'm his biggest fan. I cannot get enough of him. What's up, boys? How we doing? After Ari, definitely we can get into the uh, the disaster unboxing if you need a clip up for <laughs> one of a kind. It, I, look, I knew obviously I fucked it up incredibly, but like I have to post it, you know. Yeah, like, KFC yeah. was KFC was like saying on rundown yesterday. He's like, I mean, that's the Mincy difference. He doesn't think to do another one. Of course, I don't think to do another one. I knew that one was fucking gold. It. I'm glad you knew it was that funny when you did it. Well, I didn't know it was that 2.1 million funny. I just was like, I know. I I just have learned this barstool thing. Like at first, like I've just embraced it. Look, I get paid to get laughed at, and I'm cool with that. I mean, that's fine. You know, that was so fucking funny. I showed it. I mean, I was like, I rewatched it. I showed it to my wife. she was cracking up it was just so funny it, it it was i mean i don't text with dave ever i sent i sent him that tweet immediately like i sent him the video immediately i was like he just has to see this as soon as possible yeah 
that's how funny it was. Yeah, I well, it, it, like I said, I mean, it, all these people, these stories are so funny. They're like, you don't get it. You are the joke, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I fucking get it, <laughs> you know, but. I don't know, man. I just like maybe sometimes, but like uh, that video to me was just like uh, it was just perfect. It honestly was. I I wasn't laughing like, yeah, I was laughing a little bit at you, but like it, it was just I don't know. It was just like hilarious. Everything about it. There's this, no this going on the guy next to you. Like <laughs> the, 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 the usher's face is the, the usher being pissed off is fucking hilarious too. <laughs> Uh, all right let me let me invite ari so we're gonna be joined on the show what's up smitty gentlemen condolences ari what's up hey hey what's up guys ari angle where are you coming from coming at us from uh la commerce casino nice 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 what a legend look at you looking young as hell too Jeez, louise how do you how do you stay so young I mean, I got no stress. I play poker for a living, right, Jake? Amen. Man. I mean, you, you, could, you be worse. could be worse. What uh, What's going on in LA? Is there a series? Yeah, LAPC is going on. I I've gotten way more into mixed games recently in the last couple of years, and there's a lot of you know small buy and mixed tournaments. So I like to come out here and practice uh, in these uh, smaller, softer fields. So just just to start from the beginning, you you've been around. I say this in the nicest way possible forever since the beginning of the poker boom. You came onto the scene. You started crushing online. You're online legend. You you know live poker. You have close to eight million in live earnings uh, according to Henna Mob, eleventh all time Canada money list, Aussie Millions champion. You've been crushing since day one. Your longevity, I think, goes. I think you can put your resume and longevity up against pretty much anybody's um, just, and Jake was saying before you hopped on that you just know how to value hunt tournaments with the best of them. He made a really mean comparison to Alan Kessler that I'm not going to allow him to repeat, but it was not, uh, it was, not, it was complimentary. It was not mean. I promise <laughs> you, you just know how to find tournaments and then you go out and win them. So is that kind of, like what you always want, not always wanted to do, but what was the moment when you were like, oh shit, I, if I just look around, I can just crush for two decades. Uh, Well, that's, that's like a nicer way to put it the way. Like I've actually experienced that is my confidence goes down really quickly. So like I win a tournament and then lose three, four tournaments. You're still up, you know, a ton from that whole thing, but I feel kind of, uh, you know, I used to be good, but now, you know, now, you know, I remember like looking, you know, in 2007 and seeing like the online rankings, like all these guys are way better than me. And now, you know, with the silver people, of course, I feel that way. Um, so I've always just like, just been like, okay, well, there's a softer whatever going on. And then there's a tougher that, uh, you know. I I just got to go with the softer one. And um, I don't know where I would be the other way. Um, the guy that taught me how to play poker is awesome, really good player, but like has the crazy swings and like Who's that? Uh, Andrew Brown, Brown Dog. He's uh, he's one, I don't know, maybe one or two brace. I, I'm not sure. But he's had tons of amazing results. 
um, and it's like an amazing poker mind. But like, I remember in the olden days, he would have like 50K in his full tilt account and he'd be at the four highest stakes games, like PLO, yeah. like just playing like the specialist every game. And then the next day there'd be nothing. And the day after that, there'd be 30, you know, and I just, I can't really uh, go, go about life that way. Um, so yeah, I've always been kind of really conservative um and like um playing maybe lower than i should but maybe not maybe that was good um like i haven't had i've of course had a lot of swings but like you said i've been around a long time i haven't gone broke and i'm probably like with my personality if i had gone broke i probably wouldn't continue to play poker definitely not at the beginning so that was you know that was like a version of luck for sure at the beginning that i didn't because you know, I come from a real conservative family. There's no way, like, it was tough enough to tell them, hey, like, I'm going to play poker. But, you know, um, if I had done that and then gone through whatever money I'd made. <laughs> so that's yeah. interesting. Like, so we, you know, we, we've talked to so many people uh, and most people have the same story. Moneymaker, ESPN, played home games, blah, blah, blah. You have a very different background. Yeah, Like from the quick research I did, your dad's a rabbi. You grew up very like strictly religious. And we like Maria Ho always stands out uh, like very stereotypical, I guess is the word she used, like Asian family, mom still sends her like, you could still go to med school, like stuff like that, even though she's wildly successful. What was that conversation with you and your father? Like, uh, I know I have a double major in finance and was it business and econ finance and business from NYU, like as good of an education as you can possibly get. And then you get a job for two weeks and you're like, yeah, later, dude, I'm going to go play poker. Uh, was coming home for the holidays tough the first couple of years? Like, what was that like? Um, so I, uh, I, I, I graduated college really quickly. I didn't do any internships. I kind of, I borrowed a ton of money and was not the most serious student compared to at least my, I had really high expectations for myself. So I'm like, I'm, going so far into debt, I just got to get out of here as quick as I can, which I think made some sense. But the downside was maybe because of that, I'd like to think, but also I think like I had some leaks when it came to like interviewing and just like being a professional um, at the time, especially. Um, and I couldn't get a job in my industry. Like, like you said, I majored in finance. Um, that was my major. And then I had uh, another one, um, which was uh, like organizational behavior. Um, but yeah, anyway, I couldn't get a job. And I got this like just, I was living in New York. I, I know I've been like listening to your things about how expensive New York is and all that. Uh, so yeah, I just had to, of course, like get something. So I got something to pay the bills, but it wasn't related to what I'd studied. And um, when, you know, I know Ben's here. Hey, we haven't said it yet, but, uh, um, you know, I started like one of my friends would play at NYU a home game once a week. Um, and a couple of them told me about Bodog and they're like, this is amazing. So, you know, like people always talk that way, like, oh, it's so soft, you know, uh, which I now know. But at the time, I kind of believed them. And so I signed up for that. And then all of a sudden I made half a year salary in a week or like a weekend. And um, I was in this like horrible job, not horrible, just like nothing, like no, it wasn't using my brain at all. It wasn't anything, it was just to pay the bills. And um, 
I, I had like over six figures of debt with this bad job that wasn't, I wasn't going to get anywhere. So it was not, I made the pitch to my, to my parents, like, let me do this for six months. Um, I just made six months salary. I think I have some kind of niche for this or whatever, like some kind of skills. Um, now it's even more of a problem. Cause like my dad's a rabbi, my mother's like a Jewish studies teacher and they have been exposed to problem gamblers, like quite a few, um, even like in the family, problem gamblers. <laughs> um, now there's also people in the family that have gambled like a little healthy, um, but like my parents, I don't think they've ever like put like a dollar into like a slot machine or anything, you know? Um, so, but but they completely bought, you know, like the, the sales job like that, poker is way more like investing or real estate speculate or whatever. It's way more in that family of categories than it is in roulette family. And um, like my dad doesn't know, I, I don't think he knows if a flush beats a straight, <laughs> but, he, but he does know all about backing and all about like, you know, that you lose the majority of the time. All, sorry, what was that? Like the business of poker, he knows about exactly, that. exactly yeah. all the business of poker. So, um, and like he's an Orthodox rabbi, like that's like the most <laughs> super conservative thing. But like he'll talk about me in his speeches. Everyone at the synagogue knows me. <laughs> it's that's it, awesome. Yeah, I can't. I like I know Maria has kind of. I've listened to her stuff, and like I'm sure she has a good relationship with her parents, but it doesn't seem like it's the same level of support. Like. My parents have been from from really almost the beginning. I know like my mother did tell me, like, if you go broke, we're not going to bail you out. Mm -hmm. But I think that was like pretty reasonable. But um, but they've been super supportive the whole time. They are like, I one time won a like World Series ring in Florida where they live. And they do. They came to like watch. That's the only nice. time they come because like I haven't won like, you know, stuff near them um, too often. But um but it's also like super boring. I'm like, don't like they, I made like a World Series sign on the table. Like, don't come. Come on. Like, it's like you're really going to come and sit there for seven hours watching something you don't have any idea of. And then I'm going to get like seventh, you know. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Like, yeah, we I love hearing stories like that because you just never know. Like your parents could have like, even Rampage like he, his parents. I still don't think they've come around to him playing poker and you know he just he just wanted 25k and stuff and i i can't remember what he said he, like after he won that he's like i don't even think my mom knows like it's just it's always so interesting who has a good relationship and whose parents understand poker and who's doesn't like my parents were supportive and i was terrible at poker i can't like they they still like will text me even after i you know, I don't even cash tournaments and they go like, how was it? How'd you do? And so it's always just so interesting, like finding out how parents react to that. Yeah. My parents were very supportive until I went broke. Yeah. <laughs> Your dad already bought the boat. And now, yeah, and now they're supportive again. Now it's not my full-time job. So yeah. 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 No, I think it's been really beneficial to me. And like, I know like if I've gotten into like, let's say I'm dating someone or just even like a regular friend, uh, and I get into a fight um, that that's like really impacted my like men mentality. And like, I haven't played well during those times, or at least it felt like I haven't. Um, and I think like if I didn't have the family support, 
especially like during the downswings, which are really inevitable. And um, I'm, you know, I remember being like six years old and playing ping pong or Australian rose football and losing a game and crying. Like I've been like a kind of a sore loser growing up and really competitive. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of us that get into poker are really competitive, but then like tournaments, you always lose. Like you always, always lose. Like I'm like, really good and I've done really well, but I'm always losing. And that's, that's just a tough thing to wrap your head around. Um, you know, and even, even, even when you win, you're, you're still almost always losing or feeling like shit. Unless yeah, you like, come in yeah, first. like second, yeah, exactly. Second, third place is some version of losing. Uh, and you know, uh, like the, you know, the, the mindset sort of people are even, you know, non that you try, you want to try and reframe it to yourself, like uh, in a non-results oriented way or whatever. But it's still, you know, a, if you're competitive, you're not gonna, you're not gonna have pure bliss. You know, getting fourth in the tournament. What is your? So you you've won this hundred sixty dollar, what eight thousand person tournament, six thousand person tournament in that LA. Was, that was have. Crazy an $800 deep stack third place finish. You have, you know, Heartland Poker Tour wins. Like you just, you crush all these, not low buy-in, but like 1K. Mid-stakes. Mid-stakes tournaments, like with bigger fields. What's, what's your secret to just grinding those out and just having amazing results? Um, I mean, there's no, there's no real secret. Uh, you know, like I've had like different tricks that have worked over time, but like overall, I guess my game has been, okay you know uh of course like i if i were to play like the jake style players all the time i'd get crushed you know so i kind of know where i where i why do you think that oh yeah i mean i mean i'm like over like one million in hands against jake lifetime you know (laughs) (laughs) Um, but jake doesn't play i thought you meant kind of like jake doesn't play super high stakes either no but like i bump into him like those kind of players in main events you know but yeah if i were to play like high rollers which I did dabble in like 27, like after my Aussie millions was my big score. And like, after that, I had a lot of confidence. I hit a few big scores that year and 2016, 17, 18, I was like feeling myself and, um, you know, just like moving up in stakes. Like I've always had, like I was saying at the beginning, this battle of where to play. And I used to have, and I still have like a lot of people that I respect saying, uh, play bigger, play bigger. Like, uh, you know, there was just this mixed game series at, um, at Pokego Aria. Yeah. Um, and I had like people that I respect just play, you know, sell some play. And, you know, at the same time, there's a 10 K Aria and there's a 600 at commerce. I'm like, you know, I'm, I just naturally like go towards the 600. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but do you, um, do you, well, do you want to see, and I ask this to Jake all the time, I ask this to other people all the time, like, do you want to just say like one time, not one time, but for m- maybe like a summer at WSOP, like, fuck it, let's see what I can do. Let's see if I can play 25Ks over at the Aria, those, those dailies that they have. Do you want to play with the D Peters and the Jason Coons and the Petrangelos? Like, is that something that you want to just, for so you can say I did it like is that something that you want to do I so firstly oh so yeah so like I was saying I did do a little experimenting into that 
but I want to be good enough to play against them. You know, right now I'm not like, it's really clear in my mind that I'm not good enough to like compete with those guys. So like, do I want, I don't want to get like my face smashed in and like lose a ton of money and, and probably like some confidence also just like getting killed by those guys. Sure. There's some chance I could run good and be get lucky, but I, you know, they are so sharp. Those high, like I, like sometimes you'll read stuff online. Like if I just played in those, like I could hang, you know, like I'm like, I sure I play five hundreds, but if I, if I had the money, I'd crush the 50 Ks, you know, no, like those every single move, like if you're supposed to bet, 60% of the time, 63% of the pot on the flop, they, well, you know, maybe they bet 61% of the flop, but, you know, like, I'm like, well, I think, you know, maybe I'll bet, I kind of feel, you know, like, I'm not sharp, you know, like, I'm not at all sharp like them, you know, uh, I have a nice, you know, a nice game, it works, you know, it works pretty well, but like, against like, the people that have studied a ton and have really sharp um skills i i just i don't think i can i don't think i can hang with them so yeah i kind of know i I mean that's a skill itself a couple things first of all when was the last time you had a home because you've been out on the road living like you've i mean literally like they have the where's waldo board game like we should have a where's ari engel one because you literally have been living in the wind on the road for you tell me over a decade Yep. The last time I paid rent or a mortgage was uh, 2012. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Living on the road, 10. So that's it's, we're in 2023, 11 years. And that goes into my next question. The thing that's been so impressive to me about what you've done is you were an online guy and you transitioned to live about as seamlessly as anyone. And I know a lot of it's value hunting and, you know, you do a good job finding, you know, travel schedule and stuff, but like, how are you able uh, to transfer from being like an online player to such a successful live one. Well, as as you know, and probably all you guys know, uh, you can look at someone's hand and mob, and that really doesn't tell the full story. So it may look that it was pretty seamless, um, but I just like five bet into the nuts eighty eight times in my first year playing live. You know, uh, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> like, you know, eventually you realize like they're they're not four betting without it. You know, in these three hundred dollar you know <laughs> circuit events in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Um, but but I still you know kind of and I I remember or like I don't just remember like I did, I kind of always point to this time where um, the first six months of twenty fourteen uh, I was playing you know minor leagues you know traveling around the country playing minor league stuff. There was probably like a twenty five hundred main in there as like the high buying stuff, but a lot of 300s, a lot of that. And I went on a six figure plus downswing during that time. Um, you know, and that was like, I had been, you know, one of the top online players or whatever you want to say, like before Black Friday, someone pretty good, you know. Um, and then, and so like, if you're playing like a hundred rebuys online, you know, before that, like you're not supposed to like worry about $300 live stuff, you know, it's supposed to be just... A walk in the park and um so yeah there's, there's uh you know a lot of um yeah a lot there were a lot of downswings in there but like yeah it, it's a big transition and like i think like 
Shondeep was like the famous guy just like crushing online and for a long time and it took him a little longer and now he's you know the best live also so um uh, I I've always felt that people um exaggerate or play up the differences between online poker and live poker sure there is some differences when it comes to the skill sets that it takes but poker is poker and um I think you know, to a large extent, if you're able to beat like tougher fields online, you, and then like what I did, you know, kind of drop down into into live, like it was a little bit higher buy-ins, but like skill-wise, draw, having that, draw, I, it's it's going to be really tough to like to like lose in that kind of environment because like I'm used to playing against stars. You know, I mean, a lot of a lot of the people that I was playing with online you know, in those days are now, you know, like the D Peters and stuff like that. They used to just be normal tournament guys, you know, and, uh, um, and then instead of playing them, I'm playing, you know, Farmer Joe or whatever. <laughs> and fo- yeah, following I've always, up on that. I've, I've always, I've always uh, subscribed to the, the idea that if, if you're a good poker player, whether you start a line or not, um, and a transition to live, it's there might be a little bit of a learning curve, things you need to get a little bit better at, but those players that move to live will will do quite well. Yeah, and patience, like patience was yeah. a big thing for me. You know, uh, I was playing like I, ha- I had this again after COVID because like mo- a lot of my COVID play was like heads up and three handed online, and like that is such a fast paced game. You know, like. I, I I love it. I love that like super fast pace. And then you go to a live tournament where there's, you know, eight, nine handed and uh, you just can't get away. Like, you know, I'll play heads up 08 and I'll play like over 90% of hands, you know, and it's great, you know, and then I got, I got to fold like everything, you know, it's, it's, it's not nearly as fun, you know, but you're not, you're not, you're not only playing for fun. You gotta, you gotta have a good uh, solid strategy. Next question I got is you've traveled literally all over the world. You mentioned the Aussie Millions win. I know you've done some of the EPT Europe stuff. Favorite places that you've gone to play poker and maybe places you've hated the most? So it's it's hard to separate the results, you know, from the way I feel about a place. Now, I lived in Australia from when I was three years old till when I was 11. Oh, I and, I, and I still have friends there. So, like, my rail for Aussie Millions was the biggest rail that I've had. Maybe uh, my second bracelet had a comparable one in Vegas during the summer when everyone is there. But um, so I had this awesome rail. I still have my aunts and cousins live in in Melbourne where that happened. And it's in January. It's the summer in Australia, you know, where it's horrible, you know, in America for most of the country. So you go there and it, it has this great vibe. Everyone kind of likes going going there um so yeah that that's definitely up there but i'm definitely biased because that's also (laughs) where i've I've done the best um i've really enjoyed uh barcelona and prague and uh, a lot of like the island stuff like uh i've done really well in dominican when i went there but i've enjoyed that like it's kind of like you you go and play in a resort you know so it's not like i really saw you know a lot of these countries too much but um uh yeah, but no, I uh, you know I love uh, I love uh, let me Tunica <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to think of some far flung places. No, I mean you know I, the truth is I'm a horrible tourist 
And like uh, my friends always make fun of me. Like I go, I go to all these cool places and I really just play poker. Um, so for better or worse, uh, that's kind of what, what goes on. And I like, uh, I like when the tournaments are like well run and soft and big fields and that, that, that plays a big role in how I like a place. Listen up, we've got some tea and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days. And then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. So you've, you've, you've been, you're listed as from Toronto. You grew up your childhood in Australia, you lived in New York. Do you have a place you consider home? No, no. I, uh, yeah, I was born in Toronto, but I left when I was less than a year old and, and moving and growing up, we moved around a lot. Um, I went to college in New York, but I did not, you know, I lived there a couple of years afterwards and that's when I got into poker. I was living there. Wait, um, wait, was your dad a rabbi in Australia? Yes. Yeah. I, I, that's wild, right? Like, are there like three? Uh, no, no, there's a, the reasonable size Jewish really? community there. Um, yeah, yeah, like, uh, I, I, I don't want to sound too crazy, but maybe like 100,000 Jews there. I'm, oh, not, wow. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, we, we lived in South Africa for three years, but before, like, when I was wow. one to three years old, um, Maryland, Chicago, um, yeah, Chicago is where I went, went to high school. I had a really cool uh, summer job there working at uh, Wrigley Field and Comiskey Park selling like hot dogs and water and stuff like that, um, which was a great uh, job uh, for a high school person, I think. Um, and um, yeah, so I kind of was used to like this moving around lifestyle. But on the other hand, both my siblings just kind of live way more traditional lives and, you know, married with kids in one place, not really moving around. So I don't know. So, but I know you have to run. You have a tournament starting in a half hour. Uh, you are a lot. I don't know why we consider you Canadian. Like you lived there for two days, uh, but you're 11th on Canada's all-time money list. Do you, how many in the top 10 do you think you can name? Um, seven. You want to give it a try? Okay, let's go. Uh, Sam Greenwood. Timex, Mike McDonald, yep. Uh, Daniel Negreanu, yep. Uh, Jonathan DeHamel, yep. Uh, it's got to be probably another Greenwood. Uh, Luke oh, Greenwood. Nope. <laughs> Damn. Um, is Sorrel Mizzy on there? He is. Okay. Wow, good one. Uh, um, Canada, Canada. Uh, one grinder. I can't believe you had named yet. That's got to be on there. Like just from grinding, start grinding live. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, 
I guess this doesn't make for good podcast. So just let me know about this. Oh, it's Mike Lee. You didn't guess Mike Lee. Oh, Mike Lee. I just can't believe you didn't get because he's always grinding. Yeah. Yeah. Jake, do you have one? No. All right. From the top, Negranu, Sam Greenwood, Timothy Adams, number three. Oh, one. Yeah. And then four, I I would have never guessed Daniel Devo- Daniel Devoris. Is that you say? Oh yeah. I know yeah, he's, he's a high roller. Yeah, he plays all the high rollers. I knew nothing about him. He's amazing. Uh, Hamel, Mike Watson, six. Uh, oh, Sir Watts. Okay. Yeah. Seven, Mike McDonald. Eight, Sorrell. Nine, Peter Jetton. And then ten, uh, Mike Leia. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and then you, in there. you're close though. You're close to Mike though. You're seventy k away. So keep, oh, wow. yeah. And Top he doesn't. Yeah, he's, he's got kids now. He doesn't yeah, really he's got kids, so yeah, yeah, he doesn't play as much. But I did bump into him um, at Borgata last month or two months ago, whenever that was, and he said uh, he's good chance he's going to play a World Series this year. So yeah, he's he's a crusher. I think uh, I think. We need to get you moved off Canada, though. Like you're, you're not Canadian. Yeah, it was when Black Friday hit. I was like, oh wait, I can get a Canadian passport. I was born there, and uh, I, I reignited that because both my parents are American. So like, I've been an Amer- naturalized American citizen. Whatever I'm eligible, I believe to run for president. That's that's the next thing uh, that I'm going for. Uh, good you can legalize online poker yeah exactly (laughs) yeah hell yeah (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah i'm 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 definitely uh i know i know we share that made uh where where uh you know we we do our tweets and stuff like that to try and try and move the needle a little bit but um it's it's both a little bit frustrating, and then there's there's some optimism. I enjoyed that uh, Steve Ruddock segment you guys had. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. All right, what's your schedule? I mean, I know you kind of take it as it goes. What's your schedule looking like uh, next couple months? Any any? Um, yeah, I definitely I definitely leave a lot of flexibility um, and kind of like I was saying with the confidence thing, let that affect uh, my decisions. Um, and and then there's like because I'm like really into mix, so like I'm always balancing that. Uh, I'm going to Vegas tomorrow or maybe tonight, I guess, depending on how today's tournament goes. Uh, tonight, tomorrow, uh, play a couple mixed up there. Going to visit family for the weekend. Uh, Cherokee next week. Um, in the tank, there's a Pococo Omaha series. And I really like Oma Hilo. There's a few Oma Hilos in there. Good chance I'll play some of those. Um, and, uh, but yeah, outside of that, you know, just, I mean, it's awesome. Like there's so many live tournament options uh, nowadays, but also for like the last five, six, eight years. It's just unbelievable the amount of choices. Every weekend, there's like a 1K 1500 main event, like in three different places around the country. If I mean, maybe more than that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of my jam is, uh, is, you know, playing like the, the midweek, you know, mid stakes, uh, tournaments and then a main event. Um, and then, but I also like, I really enjoy, like, I know it's small player pools, but wherever there's legal online poker, the like, you know, Michigan has Pennsylvania, Jersey. Um, I just love to go and play mixed games on those, on those places. I, you know, like people always send the links for like the unregulated stuff. Like, I don't, I don't like playing that at all. I don't feel comfortable 
I, I know you guys like to talk uh, poorly about some of those other sites, and I kind of really feel the same way. I just logged on the other day to one of them that's like up there and the ones that you got to talk badly about. Like the first hand, I got cooler at like a small small stakes on my ILO, and I just signed up and like I like once every six month situation for that site. Um, and but I'll, but I'll just play on like WSOP or or sorry, whatever all the all the legal sites. Uh, we don't even need to mention them, but um, all, all the all those all those sites, I love it. Uh, I really hope there's more regulated. It's, it's unbelievable. I'd much rather play like a hundred person, hundred dollar on a regulated site than a thousand uh, same one on unregulated. Yeah, it's tough sledding out there. I I I'm no longer the two four king. By the way, that I've oh, been, yeah. <laughs> been dethroned. Good run. It was a good run. Well, it lasted it about. Was. I I I I got too greedy, and then I put you know my roll on the table, and you know it is what it is. Uh, but no, appreciate you coming on. I feel like we could have talked another hour with you, but you have a tournament to go win, and I don't want to be the reason that you're late for it. So we're definitely going to have you on again. Probably we'll see you out in Vegas this summer. Um, I heard you throw like crazy pool parties and stuff. At- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me, <laughs> me and uh, Big Hooney. We, uh, we, we <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, you know, normally uh, you got to do something to get on. So uh, it's cool just uh, just being around that I was able to uh, get on such a prestigious podcast. And, oh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah yeah but no uh but yeah I, I like what i like what you guys do and um and yeah it's cool and thanks for like bringing like the poker roll to uh to this other segment i think you know the future of um uh, of the industry is really uh reliant on like expanding into like the other like the barstool world is like one of the prime components of that so many of those I think that's why benman should be in jail for being on the feature table with phil ivy and playing zero hands for three hours I played a couple what are you talking uh, about? who's this benman you mean the destroyer the destroyer yeah, right. yeah. okay hey, who's this phil ivy <laughs> oh, and people say destroyer yeah yeah i got um, go. yeah yeah i uh i have to say i i don't think i've ever gone an hour or two and played as few hands as he did on that <laughs> <laughs> love you mincy oh yeah always good to see you ari i always yeah. ran so hot against you Sorry. too so we yeah just, we need ari's story time just talking about mincy the next time you come on Dude, i yeah, actually what's funny way, I, come- Ari's played so many hands in tournaments. He'd probably forget this, but I've always run like the Jesus against Ari. It's like out of control. Like you were like of all the top pros. I feel like I've run better against you than literally anybody on earth. But Damn, yeah, that's one of the good things about having the short-term uh, memory situation. <laughs> that I um, but I want to do, I want to confirm because I know Ben has like called me out for this. Um, the huge hand in the main event where Sublime Joseph Chong Five bet. King oh, he was at the Asia. table. Yeah, I was oh, there yeah. for that. It did happen. Um, yeah, six, six, six. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah, cool. you were Just you seeing... were there for that, and that uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was, you, it was literally I, the chip I, lead I, in the 2012 main on day three. Literally, I completely forgotten the hand, but when you did mention that, I was like, oh yeah, that that that. Yeah, he happen. six bet me with King yeah. Jack. He thought Chong thought I was the best. He confused the destroyer with the battler 33 who was like an online guy. 
and he six bet King Jack from the button when I had Ace King, and there was like 650K in there at 1K, 2K. And I, I remember I lost, and then I went to my room and basically cried and had to borrow money to fly home. But anyway, that's not my, my last, my last <laughs> really quick story before I leave. I remember I was playing an online guy in Montreal like four or five years ago, and I seven bet light Ace Four. Maybe it was suited. I probably was suited, but I don't remember. But I seven bet. And as I was doing, I was like, this is the last time in my life that I'm ever going to be able to seven bet light because that whole era has completely gone. And I just found the spot to do it, you know, last time, GG. And uh, get it yeah, through? Yeah, good times. I got it through, yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so sad that nobody just goes to the streets anymore. It's all computers and, and algorithms and numbers and solvers. It's just, it's not it's just not my poker, you know. They they all, they're all too good. They're all too good. Yeah. I fell him. He's folding ace king off suit. That fucking guy. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Got a gut I'm, feeling. <laughs> he's just should not be invited to any game ever. It's just he's so fucking terrible for everything. I, I mean, I I played the Venom satellite it in, and I four cold forward ace queen suited, and of course like they just always have aces there like just you can't get anything through it everybody's good it's just so annoying yeah you can't play with the streets just and i and my the last wpt montreal i cashed i have 38 left i called four bet king deuce and they had ace king it's like crazy like every time i get king deuce i get and that was not suited i just went with my feeling you know but feelings don't work anymore See, I, we should leave on that. See, even the best in the world know how to punt it off in a turn. Oh, Ori knows how to punt. That's, uh, that's, a, that, uh, that's, that's never been my problem. Like, people <laughs> shit for punting all the time. It's like, yeah, you have to bluff in poker. Like, you just, it's, it, I fucking hate people. Whatever. Go win today's turn. What's today's tournament? Limit Omaha Hilo. The dream. <laughs> you're too rich for this shit man go on vacation i love it i love I it this is like this is my favorite any go, of my go get them go get them one bet at a time, yeah, one, a little bet at a time. <laughs> i feel like that's probably pretty hard to get good like mixed game action throughout uh throughout the year and then obviously the world series is kind of uh, spent- to show it off yeah especially tournaments i mean cash games you can you know like I'm in Vegas fair amount. There's a lot of cash games that run regularly there. Um, you know, AC has cash games that run, you know, every weekend. And there's places around the country that do. But I like tournaments. And, you know, tournaments are pretty rare. Yeah, you, you won your second bracelet. I was just looking. You won your first one in 2019 uh, in the 2500 No Limit. But then you won the 10K Omaha High Low. So are you trying to become a mixed game specialist? Is that like the next frontier for you? Uh, somewhat. I've really liked Oma Hilo over like the last like 10, 12 years, even while I've been playing, you know, mainly no limit. I always, uh, you know, messed around with, with 08 stuff like after, you know, even like in the pre-Black Friday days. And, and, um, and then during, uh, you know, during COVID when there was like no uh, live stuff, I, I went to Jersey at the beginning of it and I just uh, I was playing almost all um, 08 during the day. I'd sit and play cash games all day and then I'd play the tournaments at night. So I really got into Omaha Hilo and then 
the other stuff, um, I like it a lot. I, I just don't play it as much. And um, so, yeah, I'm trying to get more into it. Uh, specialist or whatever big fancy word you used, uh, you know, a little bit away. But, yeah. I'm pretty so, sure, Ari, when you uh, when you were in Jersey, I, I sat in 08 game not realizing it was 08. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. It was like a three-handed game, and I'm like, why isn't this game filling? And I sat, <laughs> and I think I thought I was winning a pot and chopped it, and I was like, oh, okay, that's why I'm out of here. <laughs> I, I've, d- I've done the reverse too many times, and yeah, you always find, like, uh, people do that, and they sit for, you know, two minutes, and then they get up, and then I see, oh, it was some, like, high-stakes PLO player. <laughs> all right yeah. man appreciate you thanks coming going on, on Ari. it's good to see you man and we'll thanks talk to you soon later see you, Ari. Yep. what a delight yeah what love nice Ari, man. man known him for i mean i've known him since like oh four oh five bodog because like those bodog days the player pool wasn't that big and so you just played like the same people all the time so i've got a great always really enjoyed him just great dude honestly every single guest i think we've had on here it comes away with me thinking I would love to have a beer with them. Yeah. I, I yeah, I agree. <laughs> and Ari met like the thing about Ari that, and I, I is two very different personalities in terms of the gamble. He's just like, yeah, I love playing $400 tournaments. I do. He could go play a $300 tournament. He's 8 million in live earnings. Like it just, he doesn't want to play 25 Ks. He doesn't need, he, he goes, there's a 10 K there. There's a, you know, 1500 main event there. I go to the commerce and play a 600, you know, against, you know, a hundred people. He just, he doesn't care about the gamble. He just comfortably grinds. I could never do that. And that's why he's wildly successful. And I'm not. I, I he, won off, he won Aussie millions. And like literally a month later, I was at world series of poker circuit count. He mentioned council plus Iowa. Like it was like a month after he won the Aussie millions for like 1.8 million or something crazy. I like walk in and he's playing this 300 council plus. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. But I wonder if that's, I mean, you got to love poker and love, love to do it. And uh, obviously bankroll management comes into a lot, but I, I wonder if it's a competition thing as well. Like, yeah, he wins a son Aussie millions. He can compete with the best, but why play these high rollers events and risk it? If you can comfortably win millions in, in mid stakes and take your chance every once in a while. I that's why he's successful and we're not is because he has a brain and we don't. Yeah. He well, also, I mean, mid stakes for him is high stakes for me. True. It'd be like you or me going and playing one, two cent. Sure. Like, but could you do, if you hit Aussie millions, could you still play one, two? I couldn't. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned the Kessler comparison. The thing is always, always treated as poker, like a business too. And so he, is great about, you know, he, I mean, he'd give out the airfare watchdog on Twitter and stuff. Like he's always, you know, whatever he can do to keep his expenses down. That's probably partially why you'll see him in Tunica, Mississippi and some of these cheaper places. It's like he's smart, you know, it's, it's a business. You can't imagine being on the road for a decade straight. No. And looking healthy. Like yeah, but he grew up that way. I mean, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, he's a nomad. Put your stuff down, you know, just like, I'm sure – I think he has an apartment in Vegas, but he said he doesn't pay rent. I meant to ask that. Like, where do you put your stuff? Like, where – I think he lives in Florida with his family. If I remember. Uh, okay. Yeah, because he's got family in South Florida, and he ends up grinding down there a decent bit. So I, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm very – I don't know if I could – I definitely couldn't be on the road that much, but I am very jealous of people like him and Faraz come to mind about just, like, not having that much stuff. 
you know, like, like I'm sure they have stuff, but like the amount of shit, just like actual shit that I have yeah. that like always comes out when I'm, when I move and I'm just like, how did I get, how did I get this? Why do I still have it? And then I'm like, well, I don't really want to throw it away, but I can't really, I, I can't understand why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't own anything, you can't get squatters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet Ari hasn't had squatters in 10 years. I'll tell you that. I'm still unpacking from my move and I'm just like all these boxes with stuff. I'm like, I don't use any of this stuff, but I don't know what else to do with it. I just like, just, yeah, it's like, you can't, I, still, I still got a couple of here. Away. I place Nola too that are just sitting there. You can't, you can't sell it. It's not worth anything. But, but if you throw it away, you feel like a piece of crap. Yeah. Right. I know what you're saying. Did you know there weren't storage units until, uh, after world war two because before then people didn't like move to the suburbs and the middle class and stuff there just weren't storage units just it was a creation thanks hitler of uh <laughs> anyway what else is going on so helmuth played uh, another stream game last night he played 10 percent of hands he folded ace king 1500 big blinds deep to a guy who played literally alex keating played literally every hand and helmuth folded ace king what did keating uh, have that hand Jack, Jack it off. What was the flop? Was he right? I don't know. Jack high won. There you go. I uh, I turned it on, and he was just. I had to turn it off. I, I, I couldn't. It was brutal. It wasn't even the play. It was like he was trying to be funny, and it was just like so painful. It was so fucking painful. He was trying to be funny. I think it was the, the one instance where he thought that if he was right, he's going to look like a genius. No, even besides that, he's just... No, I'm not talking about that hand. I'm talking about... Uh, trying to impress these, like, guys at the table by like, being funny, and it's just... He was, like, trying to give the guy to... He was trying to, like, needle the guy to his left about, like, you know, in their tech bro home game, how he, you know, mysteriously <clears throat> always has to leave when he's 50K up, and, you know, his... It, 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 it was brutal. I'm not... Even he, it's how he turned into... I mean, he's been doing it so long as he turned into, like, the old guy that's, like, trying to stay cool but isn't hip thing oh yeah you know, that's, that's kind of you know now this new world with these streams and youtubers and stuff like he's hey give me phil Helmuth walking into the world series as darth vader to stop and play for three minutes it falls year. out and just crickets the, yeah the worst maybe the worst costume <laughs> ever of anything it was so gross. like a, you know a well-off guy He's like, he's six, seven. He has his gut spilling everywhere. He's wearing like tight spandex. It's like just, they pause play and everyone's just like, oh God, it was so And he busted it, and he busted it an hour later. Skips the whole <laughs> line. Like it's like a two hour line just so Phil Helmuth can, for, I don't even think they showed it on TV. It was just so awkward. Um, He needs a manager who sits him down and is like, everything you're doing is not working. I'm waiting for the results from the stream. All right. So Helmuth lost and Chamath was the big winner. And Keating lost 250. Keating lost 250. Chamath won 360. The next biggest winner had 130. Mm-hmm. Helmuth lost 160. Yeah. Hel- Helmuth is not must watch TV at all. Well, see why he buys in short to the cash games if he's going to fold Ace King 1500 big bonds deep. You know what I mean? It kind of all makes sense a little more now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's supposed to buy in short so he doesn't get put in weird spots. Yeah, but just hit the call button, dude. It's like, it's, it's yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. Just, just click call. 
Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Ah, yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Cole, what did y'all think of the halftime performance? Rihanna or you? From uh, Well, I was asking about mine, of course, but, you know, because <laughs> I'm only worried about myself, as we all know. Sure. Uh, you know, but uh, I, I, I thought it, you know, thought it was <laughs> all right. Yeah, I mean, Dave, and the, that picture with me and the wife beater with my yeah. gut like gut out while Dave and them all have their phones up is like, I'm going to – that's one of my favorite pictures I've ever yeah. seen. I thought you did a solid job. Super Bowl, sorry, Smitty, by the way. I guess we what should have addressed that. Sorry, yeah. Smith. Uh, great game until that really ticky-tack hold call at the end there that kind of – They shouldn't have put themselves in a position where that hold mattered, so – yeah, I was fine. I'd like it sucks if anything takes away from the entertainment of the game. Like Jalen Hurts, whether they win or lose, him driving with one minute left down three would have instantly oh, yeah. in one of the greatest Super Bowls ever. He's and, he's um, he's amazing. Um, yeah. um instead it's just like, oh, that's how it ends. Fine, whatever. So good. It also it really shame that hurts the game he played too. I mean, three rushing touchdowns over three hundred pounds. I mean, he was. I know he had that, you know, one fumble, but like he was unbelievable in that football game. And it, I actually feel bad that he's not a champ. I mean, he deserved to be a champion. Yeah. It also, it also really sucks for you and for the Eagles fans that the uh, safety or whoever held him said Bradbury, that he, he admitted that he held him. So now you just like he's off the team anyway. It's like what you just have to like shrug and you can't really complain about. It. <laughs> I mean, it, they didn't get a pass rush the entire game. They needed to. The Chiefs yeah. and Mahomes actually needed to play perfect. They kind of did. No yeah. turnovers. Yeah. You know, Hurts had the fumble in the first half. I'm, like, it happens, but it can't happen in the Super Bowl. And the punt return was, was yeah, fucking – the punt crazy. return was a kill. That was a killer. That listen, was the end of the Mahomes game didn't right really there. throw for that many yards. They ran the ball. They had the defensive touchdown. They had the punt return. I mean, it was a lot of other stuff, like you said. Yeah. Mahomes played a perfect second half, and it's tough to beat that. So – all right. Um, that's all I got. Download, rate, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Episode 177? Sounds right. I was going to say 78, but I don't really know. 178. Okay. Um, yeah. New episode next week. New guest. Could be anybody. Maybe Alan Kessler. Me and him are negotiating in DMs right now. He said Kessler said he would only do the show if it's just him and Mints. And I was like, well, no, that's not going to happen. So he doesn't know that we played together, though. That's hilarious. He said he'd only do it if it was me and him. Yeah, because he said everybody else was rude to him. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's my favorite follow on Twitter ever. You he, know, he's great. I'm glad to see you've come around on him. You just yeah. got to, like, once you take him for what he is – him, it's funny. I mean, it's really funny. That he was inside of a McDonald's trying to – or inside of a Wendy's trying to use the Wendy's app, and it wouldn't work. And someone was like, why didn't you just order from the register? You're inside of McDonald's. And he's like, I wanted to use the app. And so they <laughs> went to the register to complain about the app, but not to order his food. It's just <laughs> – that, that exact – once you see the Uber, it's great. Yeah, he's great. 
Yeah. All right. God bless. Safe journey home. All right. Bye. Hockey is on. And no matter the city, no matter the team, no matter the game, whether it's face-off or penalty shots, regular season or playoffs, win or lose, no matter what happens, no matter where it happens, New Amsterdam Vodka is there.